No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see that Ezekiel laments over Israel's princes. They came from a fruitful vine, but they have been taken captive. The vine's branches are broken and her fruit burned. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Ezekiel chapter 19 on Simply the Bible. Some things in life are simply sad and tragic. A gunman needlessly shoots down children in a school. We are deeply grieved and weep in sorrow, but what can we do? We feel helpless. We can't bring back the precious souls of those whose lives have been taken. In a similar way, Ezekiel took up a lament or a funeral dirge over the princes of Judah. They were the last leaders from the line of David who ruled in Jerusalem before the Babylonian captivity and destruction of the nation. It is a sad, sad song. We continue in Ezekiel chapter 19. Moreover, take up a lamentation for the princes of Israel and say, what is your mother? A lioness? She lay down among the lions. Among the young lions, she nourished her cubs. These were the kings of Judah, but they were nothing like their forefather David. So Ezekiel calls them merely princes. Now, the mother of them was a lioness. This refers to the nation of Judah, who brought forth kings. She nourished her cubs, meaning that she gave them everything they needed to thrive. These princes had the temple, the worship, the priesthood, the blessing of God, who had promised to build David a dynasty and to keep one of his descendants on the throne in Jerusalem. She brought up one of her cubs, and he became a young lion. He learned to catch prey, and he devoured men. The nations also heard of him. He was trapped in their pit, and they brought him with chains to the land of Egypt. Now, this refers to Jehoahaz, the son of Josiah. He reigned only three months, and then Pharaoh Necho took him captive to Egypt in 609 BC. When she saw that, she waited, that her hope was lost. She took another of her cubs and made him a young lion. He roved among the lions and became a young lion. He learned to catch prey. He devoured men. He knew their desolate places and laid waste their cities. The land with its fullness was desolated by the noise of his roaring. Then the nation set against him from the provinces on every side and spread their net over him. He was trapped in their pit. They put him in a cage with chains and brought him to the king of Babylon. They brought him in nets that his voice should no longer be heard on the mountains of Israel. Now, Ezekiel skips over the reign of Jehoiakim, who was the son of Jehoahaz. He reigned for 11 years, and then he died in Jerusalem. Instead, Ezekiel goes to his son, who was Jehoiakim. Now, like Jehoahaz, Jehoiakim only reigned for three months. Then in 597 BC, Nebuchadnezzar came against Jerusalem and took Jehoiakim captive to Babylon 
along with the treasures of the temple and of the king's house. Jehoiakim remained a prisoner in Babylon for 37 years until he was finally released by evil Merodach, Nebuchadnezzar's son. Verse 10. Your mother was like a vine in your bloodline, planted by the waters, fruitful and full of branches because of many waters. She had strong branches for scepters of rulers. She towered in stature above the thick branches and was seen in her height amid the dense foliage. Now the vine was often used as a symbol for Israel. Grapes and vineyards were highly valued in that culture. So the prince's mother was a vine planted by waters who was fruitful. The vine had strong branches for scepters of rulers. This pictures the glory days of Judah when David and Solomon were kings. But there were other good rulers as well that came from this vine that had support from these branches. Hezekiah and Josiah, for example. She was above the other branches, meaning that she, Judah, surpassed the northern kingdom of Israel in her stature and glory. Now, as we get into the New Testament, we see that Jesus also uses this figure of the vine, where he says that I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, then you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. So we are supported as the branches by the vine. And as we simply remain in him, the fruit comes. Verse 12. But she was plucked up in fury. She was cast down to the ground and the east wind dried her fruit. Her strong branches were broken and withered. The fire consumed them. And now she is planted in the wilderness in a dry and thirsty land. Fire has come out from a rod of her branches and devoured her fruit, so that she has no strong branch, a scepter for ruling. This is a lamentation and has become a lamentation. Now, in this last section, Ezekiel addresses King Zedekiah directly. Nebuchadnezzar placed him in power after taking Jehoiakim to Babylon. Zedekiah reigned for 11 years, but he was a weak king. And Jeremiah, of course, prophesied to him that he needed to submit to Nebuchadnezzar, but he would have nothing to do with it. Now, he swore an oath to Nebuchadnezzar to be loyal to him and to pay tribute, but later he broke it. And this ultimately led to the fall of Jerusalem and the destruction of the temple. Ezekiel likely wrote this prophecy about 591 BC, five years before Nebuchadnezzar destroyed Jerusalem. So Ezekiel was speaking here prophetically. Now he speaks of a wind coming from the east. This was the Shirako. It blew on Israel from the desert in the east, bringing severe problems. It could wither vegetation and destroy houses. It also spoke of the Babylonian oppression that was coming from the east. Ezekiel said that she was planted in the wilderness, meaning that the people who survived the siege and the sword would go into Babylonian captivity. Then he said that fire would come out of the branches, and this spoke of Zedekiah's rebellion against the Lord 
that would ultimately torch the city and the temple. Now, if Zedekiah had remained loyal to Nebuchadnezzar, if he had heeded Jeremiah's counsel to surrender, then he would have saved Jerusalem and thousands of lives. The cause of the vine's own destruction was found within herself. Even though she provided branches for these princes, it was one of the princes who ended up burning down the whole thing. Now, this is true of all nations that degenerate into moral depravity and ultimately fall. At one time, the vine had strong branches, but no longer. The glory had departed from Judah. Therefore, this was a lamentation, a sad, sad song over the death of a nation. Now, does this have anything at all to say to us? You know, as I consider our nation and how it was founded, our forefathers formed this nation as a result of desiring freedom in religion, and they based everything upon the Bible. The forefathers The founding fathers of our Constitution quoted Scripture more than any other source. In fact, the three branches of our government is based upon Isaiah saying that the Lord is our lawgiver and our judge and our king. And because we were a nation founded on these godly principles, we have had a Constitution that has lasted over 200 years. We have been very instrumental in sending forth missionaries throughout the world. We have been known by other nations as a Christian nation, but we have fallen far from grace and turned away from the Lord and his word that has supported us and sustained us for all of these generations. And if we do not turn back to the Lord, there will be a sad, sad song sung over us. My hope and prayer is that we would not be like Zedekiah, who stiffened his neck, hardened his heart, and would not listen to the voice of reason spoken by the prophet, but instead resisted, and that ended up becoming a fire that burned the whole place down. Listen, if we do not humble ourselves and listen to the word of God and heed and turn to the Lord, then I fear that we also will share the same dreadful consequences. The Lord is so patient with us. He is so gracious toward us. But even as we see with the nation of Judah, his patience came to an end. When the people turned away again and again, then the Lord finally decided that he would bring the judgment that he had promised for so long. We cannot hope to escape if we do not heed his voice. These things have been given to us so that we can learn from them because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But he's not willing that we should perish but come to repentance. And would you join with me in prayer that God would send forth a change of heart, a conviction of sin to his people, that revival would begin in the churches, that judgment would begin in the house of God, and that it would lead to a great awakening in our nation such as we have never seen. Do you believe in that? I do. Moreover, it's something that we can do. We don't have to just wash our hands and say there's nothing more we can do. There is something we can do. We can pray. Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we have so much to be grateful for. You have been so good to us. You have 
blessed us as a nation. You have given us amazing resources and opportunities. And Father, you've given to us such a strong form of government when other places in the world do not even have a government such as ours anywhere close to it. Father, I pray that you'd forgive us of our sins. I pray that you would heal our backslidings. I pray that you would turn the hearts of many in our nation back to you, away from our sins, and seeking the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior, as our Lord, as our King, and as our guide. Father, we ask this because we know it is your will and pray that you would do this according to your abundant grace. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at office at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, check out our Simply the Bible podcast and please leave us a review. It helps a lot. Tomorrow we will see where Jewish elders in Babylon come to Ezekiel to inquire of the Lord, but God recounts to them the sordid history of Israel's rebellion and idolatry. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Ezekiel on Simply the Bible.